Hello, and welcome to another episode of Quilt Buzz, the podcast featuring your favorite folks from across the quiltiverse. I'm Amanda of Broadcloth Studio, and I'm joined by Anna of Wax and Wayne Studio. Hi, everyone. Wendy, the weekend quilter. Hey. And our special guest, Kat of Working Hands Studio. Hi there. So before we jump into all the quilting fun today, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, my name is Catalina, but... <laughs> or Catalina, depending on what you prefer, Amanda. <laughs> or Kat. Yeah, but Cat. people have called me... <laughs> people have called me Kat since I was in grade school. So the only people that really call me Catalina are like my family. Um, but I'm originally from Mexico, um, Guanajuato in the central part of Mexico. And I've lived most of my life here in Texas, currently live in Austin. I am a water resources engineer, mostly work part-time these days. Um, and I have two kiddos, one of which we are homeschooling. How old is the one you're homeschooling? He's going to be five in February. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're learning to read and it's like in slow motion. It's a daily exercise in patience. <laughs> Could you tell us a little bit about your quilting journey and how you came to Instagram? So I s had been quilting already and I realized that I really enjoyed the process of documenting quilts, like making of quilts. So choosing the fabric and taking the picture. I just like taking pictures. I feel like I'm a historian at heart. <laughs> um, not that I'm very good at it or anything. I use my phone, so it's nothing fancy. But I wanted to share more about what I was doing. Up to that point, I was sharing a little bit on my private, um, like my personal uh, Instagram page. But I wanted something that was going to kind of keep me accountable to continue to make quilts and just be creative. When did you start quilting? I started uh, in 2016 when my oldest was a baby. So I wanted to make him a quilt that, um, like an heirloom quilt. Um, and so I, uh, I had already gotten, I had a book that um, I had bought back in college and I wanted to make a t-shirt quilt with all of those free t-shirts that you get, you know, you have like 30,000 um, yeah. <laughs> shirts. <laughs> and so I bought this book and I thought, okay, I um, am going to make this quilt. And all I did was cut the squares and put them on interface and that's it. <laughs> and then I never opened that book again until 2016. And I opened the book and I realized, oh, I don't want to read this. It's like from the eighties, like not, <laughs> not not pretty. I felt creatively stunted. And so I just Googled. I started Googling things and YouTube and different um, tutorials um, on the internet pretty much helped did me. Did you grow up? Did you grow up sewing? No. My mom had a trendle. Is that what they're called? Like the old sewing machines yeah, that you yeah. like kick? You don't With kick. The foot? <laughs> yeah. You use your foot to do this. <laughs> For those who are listening to this episode, Kat is making it up and down hand motions. Slapping <laughs> up and down. Slapping yeah, up and down. Yeah. So she, yeah, so she used to um, mend our clothes on there, but she never let me use it. 
because she didn't want me to break it. And so I asked her, hey, can you teach me to sew? So she taught me a few, a few hand stitches. And um, that's pretty much all I did. Um, or all I, well, not all I did sewing wise, but uh, that's all I knew how to do. Um, and then I never really did anything with it until, you know, a couple of years ago. <laughs> Over the years, so you started quilting in 2016. Do you think that your style of quilting has changed over the years? I think so. Whenever I first started quilting, I mean, I didn't know what a quarter seam was. I'd never trimmed. And I remember the first quilt I actually made was, a, I think it was a nine patch quilt. And um, I trimmed things too soon. <laughs> How soon did you trim them? I don't remember. I can't remember exactly. I just remember reading the instructions and thinking, oh, I was like two steps ahead, but not in the right order. It it looked wonky. It's fine. Um, and at first, I only used solids. Prints scared the crap out of me. And um, I was just really intimidated by them. So I liked... Um, I like solids and I didn't know that patterns like quilt patterns existed. <laughs> I know that's really silly. Like I didn't make my first quilt from a pattern until like two years after yeah, I started. Wait, so how did you discover quilt patterns then? <laughs> on, on Instagram. Okay. So that's when I started I seeing, that. oh yeah. And I think the first one I made was uh, one of then King June's patterns. Mm -hmm. um, but up, up until that point, I had you, I had been doing like nine patch or just regular patchwork quilts. And then I had done lots of triangle, half score triangles. Um, actually the first quilt that I made for my son. So I had done two quilts before I made his, I kind of practiced. <laughs> For that um, and those were gifted to friends of mine but my the first one that I made my son was supposed to be 60 so equal equilateral triangles um I don't know what I did wrong but they're not <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what kind of triangle that's called but it, they're not 60 degrees on each yeah. quarter so um yeah so it has changed um <laughs> I feel like I've um I've started using prints more and I've just been more um I guess bold in my choices that I've made whether that's like in colors that normally I wouldn't have chosen or uh, mixing neutrals um to add movement in a quilt so Kat we have been I was going to say trolling. I've been scrolling through your Instagram account. I've been following you as well for quite some time. And you have a very good eye for color and your color palettes are very distinct and unique. So um, what, how do you kind of come up with these color palettes? Do you normally work off like a digital coloring, coloring page or do you get a pen and pencil out and play around with different color palettes before you decide to cut into fabric? First of all, thank you. I'm very flattered because I don't feel like my quilts are very distinctive. So I appreciate that. Um, but I wish I could say that I was really organized and that, you know, I could, that I took advantage of, um, I don't know, like procreate or even color pencils. I don't, I look at nature a lot for colors. Um, and I have a, I guess a saved board on Instagram um, where I, if I see something that I like, it's usually not quilt related. So I don't know, a picture of pottery or something. And I like the colors that are in there. It kind of, um, inspires me to, um, especially if it's something that I normally wouldn't use or I hadn't used before. 
I have a small stash of fabric that typically what I do is I dump most things out and I just play with the fabric itself. Uh, so I put things out on the floor and I see, okay, I like this or I don't, I don't really like primary colors. Um, so I lean more towards, um, what are they called? Complementary colors? Yeah, secondary. secondary. Yeah, like sec Tertiary. secondary colors. Yeah, um, I'm not an artist. Um, so I don't know. I have a friend that's a uh, like an actual artist by trade and she teaches, like she's a painter. And so she tells me all about like value and tone. I'm like, I don't know what that means. I just know what like is pleasing to my eye <laughs> and what makes me want to throw up and what doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. It's good to go with it intuitively. Yeah. Then you're then you know you'll like it. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned that you have a saved board or saved folder on Pinterest. Mm -hmm. Not Pinterest, Instagram. Instagram. Those saved, I don't know what they are. Yeah. But the bookmark. um bookmark, bookmarks. You have a bookmark folder. There you go. On Pinterest. <laughs> we got there. Um what kind of what kind of posts stop your thumb to actually bookmark a post? Um Things that have balance. So if a if a photo is balanced or colors are balanced, um, anything with texture, and um, sometimes like those colors or combination of colors, specifically in a quilt that are super bright, like those bright pinks, bright yellows that I just don't feel bold enough to use, uh, haven't yet. Um, those stop me because I tell myself, okay get out of your little box and try something new, maybe. <laughs> but those kind of things like inspire me and they make me stop. Um, and then a good quilt in the wild photo. Um, I don't know if y'all saw Laverne's. This was a few months ago. Laverne's Vernerific. We are going to stalk. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, she did this photo where she swam to this like rock in like at Lake Tahoe. <laughs> And there's a picture that her husband took where she's swimming with the quilt. What? Yeah, of her head. Whoa. Did you did you recently reenact this? No, because did I'm not a try? good swimmer. No, I would drown. <laughs> <laughs> and just a word of warning for our listeners as well. Like that sounds pretty dangerous because yes, be careful. It's, like it's like a really big quote. Like you've like you read articles about brides going like trashing their wedding dresses and then like jumping into like some ocean or like waterfall thing and then like they drown and die it's like what? so tragic i'm not i'm not that. i'm not advocating <laughs> you, know, you did not hear that here don't jump in a pool of water with your quilt unless you want to and you're an excellent swimmer like yeah. whatever it is yeah <laughs> that stopped me i was like wow this is incredible you are one really talented because the quilt in and of itself is gorgeous but then the fact that she was able to do that i mean we've done some risky things well not risky but um, I guess bold things to get a good picture, but not like that. I wouldn't yeah. do that. I wouldn't, I'm not a good swimmer <laughs> or strong. So, so for your land-based quilts in the wild photos, you do you do go above and beyond. I think to get a really cool shot. Any uh, tips for folks to take their own? Um, get a husband or a partner or <laughs> friend that will do your every bidding. <laughs> <laughs> husband is so sweet um we we're hikers at heart like we love to be outside and so anytime that we go for a hike we stuff a 
a quilt or a quilt top into a backpack unless we're especially hungry because snacks always are going to be quilts. Um, <laughs> so when you have kids, yes, yeah, <laughs> you can't feed your quilt to a kid. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe you should sew some pockets in your quilt to hide snacks. <laughs> there you go. Now that's an idea. Yeah. And then you can sit, you can sit on the couch with that and hide some snacks. Yes, I love We're it. We're onto something. Yes, let's do it. Can someone um, do that, please? 2021. Snack attack quilt. Yeah, snack attack quilt. There you go. Yeah, um, yeah so we'll we'll usually carry a quilt with us. And um, I feel like whenever I haven't had a quilt with me because I forgot it or something, this, there was this one time we were in Montana and we hiked to this lake called Glacier Lake. It was literally fed by a glacier beautiful the light was incredible I didn't take a quilt <laughs> I was so mad at myself I mean and I thought about it too it wasn't that I just forgot about it it's that I thought about it thought mm, no no it's fine and we had space and everything but anyway um, so my tips I guess would be just get out there you know go out for a walk or a hike um, and then I guess one that happens to me quite often it's embarrassing but if you're trying to get like a big shot of, you know, a waterfall or something, get closer to your quilt than you think you should be. Because I've taken like a really, like really cool pictures of bridges or a waterfall or like some massive, you know, stream or whatever. And then my quilt is like a postage stamp <laughs> <laughs> and you can't see it. Um and um, yeah, I take all my photos on my iPhone, so no special fancy equipment here. Although I would like a nice camera one day, maybe. What's the craziest thing you and your husband have done to get a quilt in the wild shot? Uh, we went to Arizona and we were hiking the, um, what's it called? The Devil's, Devil's Bridge Trail. We were not going to actually go on the bridge. So it's like this little skinny little bridge, like made out of I don't know rock I'm not a geologist people okay <laughs> but we weren't gonna climb all the way up there because I heard that it was really sketchy and we had both kids with us so we didn't go all the way up but there was this huge boulder that uh, had this really nice backdrop of like the canyon and I thought I'm gonna get up there normally I would have Ruben go but he was wearing the baby so I got up uh, knowing that he doesn't move the camera, like he stays in one spot. <laughs> and then I have the same angle like 27 times or whatever. Um, and I, yeah, I got like 50 shots of the same angle. It looked great, but people probably looked at us really crazy because I was like yelling at the four-year-old, like get away from the ledge. <laughs> well, well, and the baby was asleep. So I'm trying not to, I'm whisper yelling. <laughs> and then I'm also telling Ruben, hey, can you move? Like, move to the side, like squat down. Like, you know, look at what you're like, the picture that you're taking. Um, that's one of my favorite quote in the wild pictures. But honestly, I feel like our biggest adversary uh, and what makes it like really fun and interesting is just the wind. We'll try to take pictures like on our street. And I feel like those are like the funniest moments. I like to make a note of like our conversation because <laughs> we sound ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah. So we know, and I think, have we all, have you tested all of our? Well, yeah, you yeah. have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. 
So you test for a lot of people and have done a lot of pattern testing. What is a piece of advice you'd give to anyone writing a pattern? What's your biggest pet peeve about patterns? <laughs> um, Be ruthless. Please. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, I guess, sometimes there's an assumption that everyone knows exactly what it is you're talking about. I feel um, if something is a beginner, like a beginner pattern, I feel like there should be more um, instructions on on specific, like binding or quilting instead of quilt as desired, things like that. I know that there is a lot of resources out there. There's books out there. There um, are so many tutorials out there on how to do these things. But if someone is only, if all they have is that pattern, um, that can be, I guess what's the word um can limit it, it can limit them and then i mean honestly some of my biggest like pet peeves are like when things are not aligned properly <laughs> <laughs> i'm like there's a plane people stick to it right here or yeah when things are um formatting wise uh, when things don't look pretty um, because that's important to me how did you get into the pattern testing game did you reach out or did someone ask you um both so there was a few people that I like they did like a call for pattern testers and I reached I reached out I thought okay let me see what this is I think one of the first ones was probably that who was that oh that was pen and paper yeah Lindsay um and then some other people have reached out to me which is uh flattering um yeah and then I've had to say no to people too because you know I have a lot of things on my plate so do you have any quilting goals for 2021 uh, nothing super special. I would like to maybe take a step back from pattern testing. Um, not necessarily like stop, um, but maybe just to try to find my own voice. Because I realize I realize that I've been making a lot of other people's, you know, um, patterns and like their quilt designs, and obviously people. There's so many talented designers out there, but I'd like to find my own voice and go back to those that year and a half that I didn't even know what a pattern was. And um, not necessarily that I want to design a quilt pattern or anything like that, but just do something that's exclusively mine. Any other questions before? Yeah, we, we, actually, we actually we do have one question from a Instagram follower and it's from Jeremy Valencia, zero, zero. And they would like to know what inspires you to create? Uh, to create in general? Um, I'm assuming what inspires you to create quilts. Okay. Well, I guess in general, I like, I've always liked working with my hands and um, making things, uh, just like the DIY life in general. Um, I love that my my kid will come up to me and tell me, hey, you have, you have fabric or you have cardboard. Can we make this? You know, his first inclination isn't let's go buy this. It's, um, hey, let's work together and make this project. And so I love that, that we can be resourceful with what we have. Um, so in general, that's what helps me to just create, create, you know, and I feel like we're all creative like we're creative people. It's just that in different ways, right? Some people are craftsy. Some people are creative with words. Some people are creative in the way that they host. Uh, I feel like we were designed to be creative. So 
Yeah. And then as far as creating quilts, like what inspires me, um, you know, growing up, we didn't have a lot of things. Um, we definitely didn't have like heirloom, you know, oh, your grandmother made this for you or anything like that. And so that inspired me to make something for my kids. Um, and specifically, like most of the quilts that I make are, um, I make them and design them like the colors and the, you know, the fabric for specific people. So most, I, I think I've sold two quilts. <laughs> um, and that those are people that actually um, appreciated the value of the quilt and paid me um, what I expected to be paid. Um, but most of my quilts, I gift them. And I think about that specific person um, and design it specifically for them. Um, most of them have been baby quilts. So I think about the mom and I think about the nursery or, um, yeah, I, I like to think I always make a card or something and tell them, Hey, like, this is me hugging you. Like whenever this quilt is on you, let it be an extension of my love for you. So that, yeah, that, that, that's really what inspires me is the people, um, that the quilts are for. I love that. That's yeah. Nice. yeah, so sweet. I feel mm-hmm. hugged by those words. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so could you tell us the story behind your Instagram handle? So whenever I, whenever it's jazz hands, guys. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> That's it. No. Whenever I was trying to come up with a name, I had like a page full of all these. I was just spitting out words. And nothing really, nothing really spoke to me. Um, And it wasn't, I was, I guess, meditating on this verse in the Bible. um, Proverbs 31 uh, talks about having willing hands and hands that you work with. And I'm the oldest of six. So it kind of came with the territory, right? Like I um, had to help my mom around the house a lot and help help her with the kids and uh, cook and clean and all that stuff. Like I always joke and think, um, that I would have totally killed it like 200 years ago. <laughs> like being like a prairie woman, like I would have killed it, you know, except for like probably dying of dysentery. <laughs> but I just, I love hard work, you know, um, and I feel like work is honorable, uh, whatever that may be, right? Like if you're working on a report or, you know, you're cleaning dirty diapers or you're doing the dishes like that work is honorable um and so yeah I thought you know my account's going to be somewhere where I can share what I do with my hands um and hopefully encourage other people to do the same yeah you would have died of dysentery by now (laughs) (laughs) yeah I always lasted like two minutes on Oregon Trail mean I was gonna say I was about to end it with like you know what perfect craft other than quilting because that requires so much hard work because you'd have to like like cut every single piece and then piece it all together but then like Amanda goes along (laughs) you can cut out my joke about this and no it's cool we can keep it in there Oregon Trail jokes never get old Ever. ever 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 So it's time to move on to our rapid fire quilty questions. Are you ready, Kat? Yes, bring it on. Okay. Anna, why don't you kick us off? Okay. 
What is your favorite time of day to quilt? The afternoon, but usually I quilt at night. Where do you sew? Uh, my sewing studio that I share with my husband. Does your husband also sew or does he do something else in the studio? <laughs> that would be so cool. I would love to teach him. No, he it's like a studio slash office. So he he works. Okay. Because he's boring. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's awesome. I love you, babe. <laughs> uh, do you wear shoes while sewing? No, that's weird. Do you wear socks or slippers while sewing? No, I am Nothing barefoot. barefoot. Okay. I am barefoot all the time. Uh, music, Netflix, podcasts, or silence? Mm, podcast or Netflix, a show that I've, you know, have seen before, so I don't have to focus too much on it. So what's your current favorite? Right now, I am watching How I Met Your Mother again. What's your favorite snack while quilting? I don't eat when I quilt, so I'm usually drinking water or topo chico. Favorite traditional block? Flying ghee? No, well, I guess half square triangle, but I just discovered flying geese this year. Oh, they're the best. I know. I know. It took me like four years, guys. Finally, <laughs> I finally <laughs> arrived. I arrived. What's your favorite color? Green. What's your favorite Kona color? Willow. It's a really pretty green. What color fabric do you use the most? Kona snow. Solids or print fabrics? Prints. I feel like I use a lot of prints these days. Who is your favorite fabric designer? Leah Duncan. Her day, what is it? Wispy. Oh my gosh, I just forgot the name of it. Everything she does is good. Yeah. Everything she does. But one of one of them in particular, I love it. I love it. And then uh, Alexia Abeg. What's your favorite brand of solids? Kona. What's your last fabric you bought? I bought a fabric bundle from Brittany at Lo and Behold for a quilt that I was supposed to be done with and I haven't started. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite quilt shop, local or online? Locally would be a quilter's folly. Um, it's a little shop about seven minutes from my house, which I love. And they have a lot, a good variety of uh, modern, modern fabrics. Uh, and online, um, Lemon Loom, Cottoneer, and Fabric Bub. How do you organize your fabrics? Um, I have them all in clear container store uh, containers, um, and they're organized by um, size of the cuts and then by color. Oh, and then by if it's solid or print. I like to organize. <laughs> Where do you store your scraps? Uh, in clear containers in the closet. What sewing notion couldn't you live without? My seam ripper because I mess up all the time. <laughs> What's your favorite ruler size? Uh, two and a half by 12, or maybe it's 12 and a half. This is two and a half ruler? So tiny. Yeah, it's a two and a half. Well, I just use that. I mean, obviously, I use like the big, what is it, six by 24 to cut like longer stretches. for everything. <laughs> it's just so big. I find myself getting the smaller one and using that for the smaller cuts. What thread brand do you use? Uh, I use Gutterman a lot, but I do have a couple of spools of Aurifil that I've really been enjoying. Do you have a pressing preference? To the dark side. Nice. This is why I like you. <laughs> <laughs> Pick one. HSTs, curves, or flying geese? Flying geese. Machine or hand quilt? Machine, especially if I'm not doing it. Machine or hand bind? Machine on the back. Is that how you do it? On the front. Like, on the front. On the front. Mm -hmm. 
and then um, hand stitch on the side on the back. Although I've been um, trying to work on my machine binding, I've gotten better. But yeah, it takes a little, a little bit of practice, but you practice. get there. Do you prefer spray, pin, or thread basting? Pin. Uh, what's your favorite part of the quilting process? The design. So picking the fabrics, picking the colors, that's my favorite part. What is your least favorite part? The basting part. It's usually late at night because the kids have to be asleep. Otherwise, they trample over everything. Um, and that's when I'm already exhausted. <laughs> What's one bad quilting habit you wish you could give up? I wish I changed my needle more often. Who's your quilty BFF? Um, pretty much people that have my actual phone number. So there's not many. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, one in particular, Cheryl from Blushing Owl Stitchery. She is so crafty. Like she quilts and she makes all the like totes and little, uh, she has three daughters. So she makes all these cute things for them. Um, but we met at QuiltCon and um, she lives really close to me. And we've like gotten to hang out and um, she'll go with me like to take pictures of quilts. So my husband really likes her too. <laughs> <laughs> Who is your quilty crush? Currently, it's Brittany Frey. I am obsessed with her quilt coats. Yes. I am just so obsessed. Maybe I, I'm working on a Tamarack right now, and I want to make one maybe next year um, with a hood like she does because, oh, my gosh, she's incredible. She's so talented. What's your favorite recent make? My I made a Shibori grow quilt. I just finished binding it yesterday. That one's really cool. I, I love it. Oh, yeah. How many quilts are in your work in progress pile now? I went and counted. I have five. And where do you store them? In the closet, in the stack. <laughs> That's why I forget about them. And do you have any other hobbies? I am a collector of hobbies. Mm. So I do uh, a lot of things. I like to keep all my plants alive. Um, I'm also a runner. Um, I got a miter saw for Mother's Day, if that gives you any indication of how much I love the DIY life. <laughs> what are you going to be mitering? <laughs> well, I uh, we just finished uh, some built-in shelves, so we needed the miter saw for trim work. So we just finished those. It's You're very so handy. Cool. Thank you. Um, and I've been hinting that I want to take a pottery class because I, I have it in my head that I want to make um, some plates like um, dishes for us. I don't know when that's going to happen, <laughs> but maybe one day. <laughs> now we've got just a couple more questions for you. First up is who are three accounts you think everyone should be following and a couple sentences as to why. First, the makings of Joy. I love how scrappy she is. All of her quilts are awesome. And she uses like the selvages too, like things that I would normally cut out. She adds them in. I feel like it adds, like her quilts are just very dynamic. Her page is very vibrant. Oh, yeah. I she, like her yeah, colors. She, mm -hmm. Yeah, she uses colors that I normally wouldn't um, use. And uh, yeah, and she's just so like, just so positive. Another person that I recommend is Elise Joy. Um, she, I like um, that she is really good about making goals and achieving her goals. Um, she has a business, um, a 
planner business called Get to Workbook. And I've been using that journal or that planner for the past like four or five years. Um, and I just like that she's super productive. And sometimes she isn't, but I don't, she just inspires me. And last but not least, uh, Hilton Carter, who is um, this amazing like plant god. <laughs> That's the best way I can describe it. His house is incredible. And I've learned so much about taking care of my plans through him. Uh, so before we sign off, do you have any fun projects on the horizon that you can share with us? Um, nothing really ground shattering or anything like that. I um, actually want to work on a memory quilt that I have not had like the emotional strength to work on. And so that's um, for my late brother-in-law so i'm hoping to tackle that next year cool it's gonna be fun yeah i'm excited about it i wait to have, see this yeah i yeah i have ideas so we'll see if it pans out so we need to wrap today up and we hope that you enjoyed today's show if you'd like to get in contact with any of us we can most easily be found on our instagram accounts i'm at broadcloth studio wendy i am the dot weekend quarter anna I am at Wax and Wayne Studio. And Kat. I am at Working Hands Studio. Or you can go to our podcast account at quilt.buzz or our website quiltbuzzpodcast.com for our previous episodes and updates on upcoming guests. If you enjoyed today's podcast, we hope that you subscribe to the show and tell your quilty friends about us too. And if you have a moment to share what you love by writing a review on your podcast provider of choice, we'd be thrilled. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. 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 Bye.